0: Hey, this is Jim. We're taking another week away from producing new episodes of the show, but it is the very end of National Suicide Prevention Month. September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and under the best of circumstances, we would have had an expert in to talk about it, especially this year when the incidence of suicide is apparently on the increase due to... the, the global conditions we're living in now, COVID-19, and um, all the other stuff that's going on, that it really is affecting how people uh, see the future. So I decided it was important to normalize the conversation about it some more, and I dipped back into my other podcast, which I swear I'm going to get back to at some point, the Less Than Obvious podcast, and brought forward an excerpt of my conversation with John Romanello from 2018. Uh, it's important to note that it's a, he's in a different place now than he was um, even back then, and especially than he was in the uh, instance that he talks about in this in this excerpt uh, of a suicide attempt that he had and his thoughts around that and what led him there, and uh, just dealing with depression in general. Mike and I have both been open about the fact that we have experienced anxiety, depression, and have gotten help from professionals. Uh, at times over the over the course of our lives and and still are and i think that talking about that is part of the normalization if you are depressed or or you are feeling like you might harm yourself in some way i highly recommend that you look into the resources that will be listed in this uh, the show notes of this episode and talk to someone and don't don't suffer in silence, particularly the way that John talks about in this episode. So I'm going to just roll this now, this excerpt from uh, my conversation from 2018 with John Romanello. Oh, and also in the show notes, you can actually find a link to his original blog post describing his experience. We'll talk to you next week. But figure. Question I'm going to ask now has to do with uh, something that a lot of people know you for that is not the book, mm. the the article that you wrote for your blog about mm. depression. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the thought process around deciding to write and then release that. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so this is um, 2015. Um, I. I if I recall correctly, it was published in September of 2015. So nine months prior to that, on December 31st of 2014, I had a a suicide attempt and what mental health professionals call a sincere attempt, which means that it was not a cry for help. It was not just me um, punishing myself in some way. It was not an attempt to mutilate myself. It was a, a very honest attempt to end my life and um i was as many people are unsuccessful in my attempt obviously and when i woke up i didn't feel um much i was still numb Mm -hmm. but i didn't i didn't immediately feel um happy that i had failed and i didn't really feel sad that i had failed but when i i had gotten a hotel room and i'd, I'd you know probably the least reliable attempt to way to try to kill yourself is alcohol and pills it, it can work but yeah. it's certainly not as uh cut and dry as a gun or, or something of that nature but um so when i when i left the hotel and i went back home what i did feel was intense shame Intense shame about having made the attempt and the idea that I didn't, there was no note. It was, I just thought, I what kind of terrible person would do this? I locked myself in a hotel room and I just tried to kill myself. And had I been successful, I simply would not have come home and no one would have known and some maid would have found me. And right. they, then from there, they would have had to work to track down my wife. Uh and you know like think about like all the people you're inconveniencing with that task and 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 you know you've irrevocably changed the life of everyone who comes in contact with it you know because it's not just your kid has lost his father and your wife has lost her husband and your friends have lost their friend it's also like there's that maid who gets for the rest of her life she's saddled with that story of like oh there was that time that i worked at this hotel and i walked in and i found this fucking guy dead right And, and you know and i just it was intense shame and so I didn't tell anyone, um, at all. No, I did not tell.
0: I, I don't. I. How did you manage that? Because I don't know. I, my impulse in in those situations, even if I feel like, if even if I feel shitty about something that I've done, is eventually it bubbles to the surface because I cannot keep it down. Like I have to share it with somebody because I got. I can't dissipate it by myself.
1: Um, I'm particularly good at compartmentalization. I okay. think. Um, so I didn't tell anyone for at least six months. And then, um, Negar and I were in, in couples therapy, um, which so much of that was just about us learning to communicate, uh, partially about my depression. Right. Mm -hmm. So something to know is that I, I was diagnosed with depression when I was 17 and I didn't tell anyone my entire life. I, my mom knew, and then I took my medication and then other, none of my friends knew, not a single, like I'm talking about guys that I've known since I'm 15 years old, who I am with whom I'm still friends to this day, best friends. Mm -hmm. And they did not know, like you're, you're familiar with Joel Marion, obviously, who's a guy, a guy I've been friends with since I'm 19 and Eric Cressy and and all the, the the other fitness luminaries who have known me forever. Um, None of them knew. And it was just something that I always hid because i didn't want to bother anyone i didn't want my problems to be other people's problems and so on and so i it, it came out in couples therapy and um and i couldn't explain it i couldn't explain to nag why um because i didn't know
0: did she feel like did she feel responsible Did she feel guilt or did she angry that you hadn't told her or no um to her credit she
1: was she was sad And she was hurt and but she was incredibly supportive and she just uh, kept telling me how important I was to her and important how I was important to the world and um, she didn't do the thing that people often do where they try to I don't you know where they get inside their own head and they're like why don't you trust me and then you just feel guilty about shit she was if there were a manual for how to handle someone revealing their suicide attempt to you like she she, whatever list that would be she checked off every box she was incredibly compassionate and kind and beautiful and and uh, made me feel safe but she did have questions that I did not know how to answer Mm -hmm. and so it, you know it came up a number of times between I guess maybe June or July and uh, September and then I don't know one day I just I wanted to write her a letter I wanted to write my friends a letter and let them know sort of what it was for me and you know I I don't I don't I don't know what else I am or what else I ever could have been, but the only thing I have ever really felt I was, was a writer. And for me, very few things in my life have ever felt real until I've written about them. And so I sat down to write. And um, the more I wrote, the easier it got to write it. And, And it started out as this sort of attempt to explain why I had attempted on my life or but really my depression and coming clean about it and opening up and it ultimately turned into something else I mean I I think that
0: I think it is the best description of depression for people who don't get depressed Mm. I think it describes depression in such a way that anyone can say all right i I don't have that inside me but i understand more about how it works inside of you
1: and that is sort of ultimately what it it is now i i think for a long time i i um I, you know, it is it's it is sort of impossible to describe. It's like trying to, you know, describing depression to someone who's never really been depressed is like describing the color red to a blind person. Right. You know, you can't, you don't have the language. But um, I think my intent for it was, when I wrote it, was for it to be cathartic. But the thing was, I wanted, I realized through therapy that it was very important for me to tell the people in my life that I was suffering and how I was suffering. And I didn't know how to do that. I didn't know how to, have that conversation with 15 different people right. <laughs> or how to how to start it and so it, it ultimately became easier to write an article to a bunch of to millions of strangers you know uh, uh, theoretically or, or hypothetically or or that anyone could access than it was to sit down with my friend and tell him
0: kind of the worst thing that you have to do uh, when something bad has happened is explain it over and over again to mm. a bunch of people. Yeah. I, I think so. Having lost people in, in, in my life, people who are close to me, yeah. explaining what happened or you know why it happened and talking about uh, why it was so devastating to me, either because of the closeness of the relationship or because how horrific the thing was. Mm. Um, it, it's just very difficult. Even... Even what I've just been through lately, where I'm no longer dealing with people that I that I used to work with all the time, I when when people say I, you know, I really liked what you did, and my first impulse is to say, I don't do it anymore, mm. and then instantly after that, I don't want to talk about it anymore, sure. and I'm stuck because yeah. I opened my mouth, and uh, I would imagine that being able to write about it. In the way that you did, um, took away the need for a lot of repetitive conversations.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it fostered the need for a lot of follow-up conversations. Yeah. but at least that that first one didn't need to happen. You know, it was weird because it's it's so interesting, like how things fall in your business. At, at, in 2015, like our goal was um, as a business. For my company, Roman Fitness Systems, we, uh, you know, I, I was trying to be less active. And so I, I wanted to have more readily available content. So I did not need to um, keep doing the same thing over and over. Uh-huh. And so one of our goals was let's collect as many questions as we can from our readers so that anytime in the future anyone ever asks a question, we can answer it by saying, hey, I actually wrote about this here and sending them a link. Ah. and so it was like it just sort of the same thing with depression and that wasn't the goal it was just sort of an odd thing that happened um that's great here, it's here, here like, it's here's like, the briefing all yeah, right it's just like hey uh, i've got some questions about intermittent fasting great here read this <laughs> um so you know ultimately i i wanted it to be this uh letter to my friends and family and coming out and being like this is what i go through what it turned into in addition to being very cathartic for me um was from what I understand, as you as you mentioned, for people who do not suffer, uh, a very thorough explanation of what it's like, at least for me. And...
0: I th- think it also gave people who do suffer from a depression a thing to hand to the, to the people yeah. in their lives as well. It's like, this is not exactly my experience, but this is a lot of my experience. Right. You know, like, let's start here, and then we'll have a conversation after that. Yeah. So i what i don't know what
1: i expected when i published that but what i didn't expect was to get emails every week now three years later two years later three years later um from people who say i finally understand my father or my husband suffers from depression and this is finally give me a look inside Mm -hmm. and and that's the that has been the single biggest thing it's it's much less often that i get an email from someone who suffers from depression and far more frequent that i get one from someone who doesn't and says like this helped me understand my grandfather's suicide or something like that's it's, it's very very strange um so it's been you know very gratifying in that regard but you know it's a bell that cannot be unrung and that's out there now and and uh, f- as far there was
0: do you remember the, the moment you pushed the button? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I actually, I remember going through the final edits um, and posting on Facebook for accountability. I'm publishing the most personal thing I've ever published. It's happening in a bit. And uh, then like three hours later, I published it. And, uh, and, you know, it was scary. But, you know, writing about it uh, made it so much easier because it, there's something about, I don't know. I, I, you know, I think writing is for me the most satisfying form of masturbation. And even, <laughs> even when things are painful, yeah. um, when I, when I want it out there, I want it out there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it, it is, it is very scary. But no moments of regret about pu- having published that at all. Mm-mm, not at all. No, no, no. I but um, going back and reading it now, there's a lot of like repetitive words you know because it was very stream of so, this I like I like to I'll, I'll probably go back in and edit at some point is, you know <laughs> I think there's just from a from the perspective of, of uh, the actual writing there's some just a little bit of cleanup that can be done but I know I've never not for a moment have I ever regretted that that you know but it does have all these like consequences where now everyone knows you're depressed so anytime Mm. you're having a down week people like "Mm, are you safe are you safe john are you safe are you
0: safe and you know sometimes you're just having a bad fucking week i remember asking you last year it's like how often is it okay to check on you because like i i i carry that concern around because i know and so like hmm i haven't seen him post anything on social media in a while yeah it's interesting that that is that's a a pretty
1: reliable uh, indicator of the whole thing yeah yeah if i'm like not posting a lot on social or if the stuff that i'm posting is a little darker Mm -hmm. that's pretty good indicator that i'm going through something and maybe maybe that's my subconscious trying to like ring a bell for help
0: and uh i listened to the the last podcast you probably recorded with with uh for the show name i can't remember oh, uh with uh alex shulman the yeah um, yeah successfully new york successfully new york right and the one thing that you sort of touched on but like didn't reinforce that you were doing that i was sort of screaming in my head that hope hopefully that you would say was uh like i remember uh, six eight months ago something like that getting a text from you saying look Things are are starting to get a little bit dark, mm. and I want you to know, just in case they get darker. And you were you were you talked a little bit in that about kind of the accountability of that, yeah, uh, versus just letting it happen and and withdrawing and and interacting less and less and less and talking less and less about how you feel, saying, look, like you might notice. And if you do, then it's, it's okay to say, to check. Yeah. It's okay to check on me. Yeah.
1: I mean, part of that is, um, you know, I've got this, I don't know, crazy fear about like people thinking that I don't like them Mm -hmm. or of of people not liking me. And I, you know, sometimes with depression. I go dark and I don't. I want people to think I'm a fucking asshole, (laughs) not but I'm not being an asshole. And I worry, I'm like, oh man, this, you know, people aren't going to hear from me for months. And then I pop back up. So, you know, I've just, I've tried to be a little bit more vocal about entry into a dark period. I will often post it on social I'm I'm in a dark time right now. This is what's been going on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just want people to know because um, on the one hand, maybe it helps me. On the other hand, I think it does help manage expectations Mm -hmm. but probably more than anything else is i have whether whether publishing that article um whatever else it did it it has placed the mantle of advocate on my shoulders and i don't know that that was a goal of mine but Mm. it's what's happened i am very outspoken about mental health and depression and anxiety and suicide and i just want to lead from the front and and i um I want to normalize talking about it.
0: If you're experiencing depression or suicidal thoughts and you're in the United States, you can call the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also go to suicide.org, which lists resources for many other countries. I would encourage you to read Roman's article on depression. There's something in it for everyone.